0: If you're new to Behind the Line, what you should know about me is that I'm a clinical counselor specializing in trauma therapy, and after over a decade working with first responders and frontline workers around issues like burnout, compassion fatigue, PTSD, and related OSIs, I have become a passionate wellness advocate and educator for those who sacrifice so much for our communities out on the front lines. Behind the Line is a place for us to talk about the real-life behind-the-scenes challenges facing you on the front lines. I created this podcast with the hope of bringing easy access to skills for wellness, allowing you to find greater sustainability both on the job and off. Before I tell you about our new March series, I really want to take a moment to thank you for being here with me. I know that there are a lot of demands on your time and energy. I know that there are a million other things you could be doing right now. And I want you to know how honored I genuinely am that you choose to spend some of that precious time here with me. During the month of March, we're going to be launching our latest series called In the Thick of It, Small Steps for Quick Wins during this series, I will be bringing you some of my very favorite tools. Things that are not rocket science, are totally able to be integrated into your life, no matter how crazy or chaotic it is, and that are guaranteed to make a difference if you apply them consistently. Currently, I am admittedly in a moment in my own life where there are some increased demands on my time and energy. So I'm scaling this series back a bit, and you'll notice that the episodes will be a little bit shorter, but they're packing a punch, so don't be fooled by the runtime. Today, I want to tell you about one of my all time favorite tools called Opposite Action. Before I tell you about the tool, Let's talk about when you're going to use it. The most substantial way we can use this tool is when we are in trauma reactivity. When you've experienced something traumatic, you had a response in that moment. It might have been to fight back, to run away, to hold still and wait it out, or to placate the situation to get through it by the skin of your teeth. More commonly, we know these responses as fight. Flight, freeze, and fawn. I'm going to add a response type that many of you in first response and frontline work might actually feel is more appropriate to you when you are in work related crisis situations. And I call it hold. Hold is a weird mix of all of the trauma responses. It's a little like freeze because you're staying in the situation. It's a little like fawn because you might have to talk someone down or come across like an ally to try to de-escalate. It's a little like fight because you might have to take an action and engage at any moment. And it's a little like flight because you're on edge and ready to move. When you are the responder in a crisis, your job is to stay. The role is to hold to run into the fire when everyone else is running away. While this is the job, you are still human within your work, and your brain is still firing off all of the natural stress responses. It's just been trained to background those responses and hold in the moment. Whatever our response to a trauma-related event might have been, and regardless of whether the trauma is work-related or something else, that response becomes imprinted on us and embedded in the wiring around the memory of that experience. Hear that again, because it's really important. Whatever our response to a trauma-related event might have been, And regardless of whether the trauma is work-related or something else, that response becomes imprinted on us and embedded into the wiring around that memory of that experience. Commonly, the response we had in a given moment is not the response we wish we could have had when we look at it in hindsight. And when it becomes embedded into our system, it can become the triggered response over and over and over and over again. And that, my friends, is crappy. Because each time we repeat this, it becomes further embedded into the wiring. And it starts to generalize, not only to that one specific experience, but to others that your brain perceives as sufficiently similar. Think about it like taking a pen and scraping a line into a wood surface. One time wouldn't be particularly deep, but if you kept doing it over and over, that divot would get deeper and deeper and become harder to repair. That's what it's like when you repeat trauma reactions over time the neurological connections around it become more and more deeply entrenched. Behind the Line is sponsored by Beating the Breaking Point. Beating the Breaking Point is a seven-part online training program designed specifically for first responders and frontline workers and tailored to fill the gaps in your training to support resilience and sustainability. Whether you're new to the work and wanting to cultivate tools to prevent burnout, compassion fatigue, and related concerns, or you are deep into your years on the job and have gone a few rounds with burnout and other mental health challenges, this program offers the foundational pieces you need to support personal and professional wellness for the long haul. You are a helper. You love your work and you sacrifice a lot Investing in you and your sustainability is the best gift you can give yourself and those who lean on you. We make this program as risk-free as possible by offering a limited money-back guarantee to ensure that it's a fit for you. If you enjoy Behind the Line, you are going to love this program. Google Beating the Breaking Point Lindsay and find everything you need to get started or use the link in the show notes. Now, back to the episode. Now, here is where opposite action comes into play. Opposite action is like sandpaper. Every time you engage this tool, rather than further entrenching the trauma response, you are creating a new neurological pathway. And every time you repeat this, you are undermining the trauma reaction pathway and replacing it with something new. It's like taking a piece of sandpaper and running it over that deep gouge. Slowly but surely, the trench we wore into that piece of wood will smooth out and look brand new. Okay, so how do we use opposite action? you're going to start with these three questions. Number one, when you think back on the traumatic experience, what do you wish you could have done or said in that situation? Number two, when the traumatic situation happened, what was your need? And number three, when you reflect on your body's response to the traumatic experience, what would be the opposite of however it was made to feel and respond? In focusing on these questions and the responses that naturally come in answering them, you will get a sense of what would be a corrective emotional experience. In the moment of a traumatic experience, we lack choice and the freedom to make great decisions. Something hard is thrust on us without our vote, and we're just left to figure it out. But as we continue to live with the impact of that experience, we have choice in how we allow it to continue living within us, in our bodies, and in our responses. If, for example, in reflection, I'm aware that my body tensed up during the event, and that my triggered response is to tense up, then an opposite action might be massaging specific muscle groups, or sitting with a heating pad on specific parts of my body to ease tension, or engaging in stretching for certain muscle groups, or using things like a magnesium supplement to support reducing muscle tension more generally. I can engage in these ways generally in my life to show care for my body's proclivity towards tension, but I can also use these as new pathway builders in specific moments where I am triggered and my body wants to jump to tension when it doesn't really need to. I can train it to go a different direction and create a new pathway. Again, if, in reflection, the traumatic experience provoked a feeling of helpless, alone, and ashamed, the need might have been powerful, connected, and validated. Seeking out ways to create connections to these opposing feelings brings a powerful corrective experience that teaches us to see ourselves in a new way, We can learn that we are not defined by these feelings and that we are empowered to shape how we think and feel about ourselves. I might seek out opportunities to show myself that I am powerful. I remember taking a self-defense class that I valued so much for gifting me with a stronger sense of my capacity to protect myself. You might seek out people who are safe to know your story, and who encourage and build you up. As you reflect, you might have wished to be able to have taken an action, like fight back or run away, when in the moment your trauma response was to freeze. Engaging in recalling the events with new responses can help us process them differently. For example, in sessions, we will run on the spot while processing a situation where the response at the time was freeze. Or I've had clients who have shadowboxed in session while sharing about their experience and what they wish they could have done if they had been older, bigger, faster, and so on. I tend to see these wishes most commonly in situations where people were small when trauma happened or when freeze or fawn were the response. In these cases, we likely wanted to do something else in the moment, but freeze or fawn felt like the safest responses when we realized that we couldn't win in a fist fight or a foot race. These are especially hard, as our response in the moment can feel like we betrayed ourselves. It's important to remember that trauma is thrust upon us involuntarily, And our bodies just do the best they can to keep us as safe as they can to get through it. What we do with it after that is where we get to reclaim our power. Shaming ourselves and holding our natural responses against us benefits absolutely no one and really just keeps us entrenched in the trauma. Opposite action can show up in specific moments of being triggered, but also in general decisions you make to support yourself being aligned to the kind of person you choose to be. This will connect a bit to where we're headed in next week's episode around the story we tell ourselves. If you are a member of the Beating the Breaking Point support experience, my enhanced resilience training program, you'll find a worksheet in the training vault that includes an extensive list of examples of opposite actions. If you're not yet a member, I really encourage you to go check it out. The program includes my signature self-paced online training, along with access to a private support community where you can connect with me for support in applying your learning, and our growing training vault with bonus materials to help you continue to grow in your resilience. As we wrap up for today, let me say thank you again for being here with me. If you value this podcast and want to help us in our mission to support frontline wellness, there are 3 ways you can do just that. Number 1, rate and review behind the line on Apple Podcast or wherever you're listening. Number 2, follow me on social media at Lindsay A Foss and engage with me and this amazing little community that we're building there. Every time that you like, comment and share our posts, you help us to spread like wildfire thanks to the magic of the algorithm. Or, number three, share this resource and our other resources with those you know. Whether that's forwarding our weekly newsletters onto your friends and coworkers, listening to the podcast as part of a team meeting, or using our Burnout Indicators Checklist and Triage Guide as a staff wide self assessment tool, every little bit helps us to take our mission to the next level and serve those who are sacrificing so much to serve our communities out on the front lines. Know that we can be found online on our website, on most major podcast platforms, as well as on YouTube. We make all of our resources available to you because the work you do matters. But more than that, you matter. And we want to make sure that you have what you need to keep up the good work at work as well as in your real life outside of work. So use it and share it. And until next time, stay safe.